0: So even, uh, you've been studying this for years, yep. you still get excited by new uh, mosses to you. Oh, yes, I get excited by mosses, um, and new ones in particular, I, I definitely like a challenge when I'm trying to ID things, uh, but some of them, when you put them underneath a microscope, they're this beautiful, you know, like, um, to, to identify a moss um, adequately you really need to prepare a microscope slide so you, you have to remove leaves and stick it on a microscope slide and look underneath the micro- microscope uh, compound microscope but um, that really opens up the, the true beauty you can see like the the, the cells uh, how the shells the, the cells in the leaf how they look like if they're, if they're hexagonal or if they're linear and things like that you can see these um teeth on the margins of the leaves that you just can't pick up with a magnifying glass um yeah and i still get a buzz when you know i put something in underneath the microscope and then start to look down and see this amazing beauty that's this um you just don't see mm. um and so yeah i do go around and give talks to different community groups about um bryophytes and mosses and and the whole thing is like just making them aware that you know just go slowly like in the forest you know, take a, a hand lens or a magnifying glass with you and look at the moss because, you know, it's a, it's a, they're amazing plants to look at. And most people will just walk past them just to see the green fuzz on a tree trunk. But if you stop and pause and have a close look at it, you might be really amazed at what you see. So if some of our listeners do uh, go for a, a walk through the bush, uh, take a magnifying glass, stop and look at the, the moss... How could they articulate what they're looking at? Uh well, I guess the main thing that um, people want to distinguish is if they're looking at a moss or, or a liverwort. So, um, the liverworts have um, two divisions. One's called the thalloid liverworts or thalloid liverworts. The other one's leafy liverworts. So, the leafy liverworts kind of look like moss. Um, so, I often get the question like, how do you tell the difference between a moss and a leafy liverwort? So generally if you're looking at a moss plant and the leaves are spirally arranged around the stem so forms like a little rosette or something that's definitely a moss because the leafy liverworts don't do that okay the other thing is that if you're looking at a, a, at a moss at a plant that you think might be a moss if it's got a costa on the leaf or a mid vein on the leaf it's definitely a moss because the leafy liverworts don't have that yeah, right. So there's a couple of little things people can keep an eye out for that. So with the leafy liverworts, the, um, the leaves are actually arranged on either side of the stem. But with the mosses, they tend to be spirally arranged. Now, there are some mosses that have their, their leaves on either side of the stem. Just to confuse us. Just to confuse you. But fortunately, they have a mid-vein, a costa, ah, right. which the leafy liverworts don't. So, yeah, if you do have something with leaves on either side and it's got a mid-vein or a costa, it's definitely a moss. Oh, ah, that's perfect yeah um, okay so let's go down here okay cool so we'll go down to the rainforest garden okay cool i often say that you know you don't have to you can walk down the queen street Mall and you'll find moss growing in the cracks of pa- of the pavers and then mm. in the mall. so they're, they're everywhere you just have to have your eye in and i guess because i i look at mosses a lot like i'll they'll pop out to me probably more than the average person so you know i just noticed that log the stump over there with oh yeah all the moss going on the on the base of it oh yeah that's a beauty let's go and have a look Uh all right so this one is racopylum, and uh, we're quite fortunate because it's actually got sporophytes on there so the sporophytes are the spore producing part of the plant now for these to um, occur is indicating that sexual reproduction has happened so obviously there's a male and a female plant around there and the, um, the the sperms fertilize the egg and we get the we've got the sporophytes developed on there now so the sporophytes are on this little stem and at the end it's like a little um, little cup and then the little cup's got a, a cover on the top of it which falls off and that'll expose the um, the inside of the capsule for the, the spores to be released yeah so, right. yeah well, I can see these like wrinkles on the cup yeah. and then there's a little, uh, I don't know, like a, like a little um, uh, top to it with a handle. A little cap? Cap, yeah, yeah. just like you've got on like a uh, 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 gum leaf, a uh, gum yeah. nut. Yeah, and it's actually caught an operculum, which is what the term is for the um, top of the gum nut as well. Oh, uh, okay. How about the moss plant? guess i would uh say that they're like tiny ferns yep um some of them really do look like um little ferns yeah this one here you'll see that the leaves are arranged on either side of the stem and they have that really fine point on the leaf as well yeah and then you'll see that um so you've got the leaves on either side but you also have a leaf down the middle that's lying flat on the stem as well but they they've got that um mid-vein on the leaf so it's definitely a moss and they've got that really nice point to the leaf as well yeah I suppose they're like um, really ratty feathers yeah yeah so what is uh, this one that one's Rackapilum cuspiderum so it's it's probably one of the easier ones to, to recognize I've got it growing in my backyard at home um, and they're just loving it at the moment. Like, look at all those sporophytes just here. Like, not good for radio, but there's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, and they're, they're sticking up. And you can, you know, see the moisture that's coming off on my hands. It's, yeah, they've caught one. these um, the droplets. And yep. they're just holding on to the droplets. It hasn't rained here all day, I don't nope. think. No. Nope. And they're just holding onto these droplets of water. Yeah, so, you know, if you get a nice patch as well, you should be able to just press your hand lightly on it. And you can see the moisture coming out of the... Out of, out of that um, patch of moss. Yeah. And they're just quite beautiful. Um, I mentioned before about how they can be sensitive to, like, town water, the chemicals in town water. Um, and so they've, they have used um, bryophytes and mosses as um, bioindicators. So changes in the um, the air quality or the water quality, if it's an aquatic one. Um, the moss is like the canary in the coal mine. So it'll be the plant that responds before any other plant right so if there's a uh, significant changes in the air quality you might find the mosses start to die before the actual the rest of the plants around it die so for a tree it might take years for it to die but the mosses will be generally pretty quick when there's a change in those those conditions are people using them for that uh, yeah in the northern hemisphere they are using a lot of mosses for bio indicators um, and assessing air quality and they found that you know some are more susceptible to things like the um, the sulphur dioxide content in in the air, for example, um, and yeah, they are being used, but not so much in Australia. We don't have um, we don't have many people in Australia studying mosses, unfortunately. So yeah, yeah right. How many different species do we have? Yep. Uh, so in Queensland, we've got about 600 species of moss. Uh, we've got about uh, it's around 390 species of liverwort. And around a dozen species of hornworts. So we don't have a lot of diversity in hornworts. In fact, worldwide there's only 150 species of hornworts. So it's a very uh, doesn't have a lot of diversity. Um, and um, basically, what they what the current thinking is that the um, a, a bryophyte or a bryophyte-like plant were the first plants to make the transition from an aquatic ecosystem to start colonizing land. Okay. Uh, back in the Ordovician period, about four hundred and seventy million years ago, yeah. So when Earth formed and everything, and we had these continents, they were largely devoid of any life. Um, but they now the current thinking is that it was a, a bryophyte or bryophyte-like plant that made that first transition from an aquatic system, a freshwater system, to start colonizing land. And they think that those early bryophytes were so successful for millions of years that they actually altered the um, the atmospheric oxygen content to such an extent that other things could transition out of water onto land. So without the mosses, yeah, we might not be here having this conversation. <laughs> oh, there's such a fascinating plant there. They are. They're the best. Um, thanks so much for doing this, Andrew. I really appreciate it. Oh, no worries. I hope you...